Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. Brought to you by Blue Sky Business Consulting. We discuss five questions in about 15 minutes. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Team Engagement Podcast. As always, we're excited to have everybody here listening, watching, and I'm very excited to welcome back a guest that we've had on in the previous season. This is Eric Dahl, and he is a marketing expert here in Utah more specifically Draper, Utah. Eric, thank you so much for taking time to join me on the podcast. Tell us a little bit more about your marketing experience and what you do. Sure. And and first and foremost, thanks for having me back, Sean. I really had a great time in our previous interaction. And so it's an honor to be back on the team engagement podcast. And um, yeah, I'm a marketer by trade. And so, uh, you know, my, my father was in advertising when I, when I was growing up and uh, learned some tricks of the trade from him. Um, of course, things have shifted a little bit since uh, his heyday and, and gone into the digital space. And that's really where I believe that my specialty lies is um, within digital marketing. Now, uh, inside of marketing, I always say that you have your artists and your scientists. I'm much more of an artist, but I understand the science, but um, marketing runs in my blood. Oh, that's awesome. Glad to hear it. All right. Well, let's get started with the questions. Then our first question now, Eric, either in your own company or if you've been working for other companies over the years, how can business owners and leaders decide when to pivot? Sure. Uh, and it's a phenomenal question. But uh, the first the first thought that comes to mind is actually from it's an old G.I. Joe reference where knowing is half the battle. Right. Um, but I think that in this case, you've got to understand that you have to be willing to pivot. And I think that we've, you know, Probably everybody who's listening to this podcast or who has business experience understands and have seen examples of those who are not willing to pivot. And quite frankly, those are the people who are left behind in the dust and, and looking to create other business models. And so um, ironically enough, earlier today, I was on a phone call with a contact out of mine from California and, and he used the, the word uh, or the phrase adapt or die. And, and I think that that's incredibly relevant to this question because you have to be willing to adapt. And so knowing is half the battle. And on the flip side of it for this question, adapt or die. Well, it's a great point you make about being willing to, because you're right. There are those individuals and those business owners that are so riveted that they just kind of refuse to make adjustments or to adapt thinking that, oh, this is a phase. It's something that's going to go away and we can stay, stay the course. And you're right, it ends up kind of uh, killing them out a little bit. Yeah, and so it, it turns into that. a sinking ship very quickly. Right, right. All right, well, question number two. Share with us one of your core values as far as it relates to business and whatnot, and how that influences your decision-making. Yeah, um, you know, I think that one of the things that I try to focus on a lot is fairness. Um, and I And because business at its core can be a very dog eat dog type of an environment, but we all appreciate when we're treated with fairness. And um, of course I'm a sports guy. So there's a, a coach by the name of uh, John Wooden who, who said, and, and I'm going to paraphrase, but he basically said something to the point of uh, fairness is giving people what they deserve, but not treating everyone alike. And so, you know, if, if business leaders are, are not taking the cookie cutter approach, but treating people with fairness based off of what others deserve, I think that that goes a long way in the moment, but also long-term in building relationships. And so that's something that I've tried to incorporate in the way that I do business is to, to treat others with fairness 
and respect based off of uh, you know what is fair in the moment. And 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 there's really again there's no cookie cutter approach to that. There can't be. Uh, it has to be you know, in each, each type of a scenario, um, situation, but fairness is a, is a big thing. I like that. Yeah. That's, it, it's a tough one to kind of strike that uh, fairness balance. Yeah. No question. Easier said than done. Yeah. But I like your, your endeavor, your value that that helps guide your decisions on, Hey, let's try and find out what's fair and keep it applicable to the individual or whatever the, the situation. Yeah. And you know, it, maybe it's just the starting point where it's like, Hey, let's, let's get on the same ground where we both feel like this is fair. And, uh, maybe that's not always um, something that you can achieve, but if, if that's what you're working towards, I think that that makes such a difference in creating an environment of trust and, uh, and that leads to ongoing business. I love that. Yeah. Great comments. Great comments. All right. Question number uh, three, I think we're up to tell us one tip that you've found for finding and then hiring talent. Boy. Yeah. This is something that I tout uh, regularly. And that is, I'm always looking for people who have a can-do attitude. And so to me, you know, I might sit across the table from somebody who's interviewing for a job. And I had one job where um, at a business where I was the vice president of uh, marketing and operations simultaneously. And that job, boy, I probably interviewed hundreds of people um, for different positions within that company. But that was the one trump card, if you will, that I was looking for in conversations with with different individuals where, you know, some people would kind of come in and give you a feels of, well, that's not in my job description. I'm only going to do this and this and this and that's it. And it's not that I'm trying to take advantage of anybody or to do, you know, things that are um, unethical, but I'm looking for people who say, hey, you know, I'm new to this, but I want to I want to figure this out and I'm willing to to throw my hat into the ring and and to to perform to where we can we can achieve these goals even if I'm not um you know super experienced in it. And so that can do attitude, it's just having the right attitude to succeed that unlocks so much and and so you know, if you can present yourself as somebody within your place of business who has a can-do attitude, I, I think that you'll be pleasantly surprised of the positivity that that just radiates. Oh, I love that. And it's it's difficult to identify those people, but once you do, they are a goldmine because it is really helpful to have those people that are willing to contribute in a different way, perhaps, than what they were originally hired for. So I love what you said about get, kind of getting the different brains in the room, different experiences. It's amazing how many times business leaders will find solutions through people that they wouldn't have expected to find it, but somehow they have an experience or some perspective that contributes to the solution. And I, I love hearing those stories. Those yeah, are those are the real difference makers. Right, right. All right, yeah. well, question number four, and it's kind of in a similar vein. How would you help a business leader identify and then develop their strengths and talents within themselves or those that they lead? So uh, another great question. And I think that what it boils down to, uh, to me, that the, you know, the knee jerk reaction for me is where does the passion lie? Where, where is it that, that you feel like you can, you know, I know that we're, we're both baseball guys where you can step up to the plate and feel confident in what you're offering. And so within the marketing realm, we call that um, unique value differentiators. And so 
each business has its own identity and each business has characteristics that are going to be very unique. And if you know what your unique characteristics are as a team or as an individual, and then can build upon that, that's where you're going to be able to contribute in a way that is very special and unforgettable, as opposed to just trying to say, okay, well, we're trying to do the same thing that this company is doing, or I'm trying to mimic this individual. Um, having that unique uh, value differentiator, which I think comes from the seeds of, of where does your passion lie? That's what's going to make the difference. That's what's going to drive the, the best results. Because if you're dialed in and you're passionate about the work that you're doing and, and able to offer um, you know, results through your unique uh, talents and skill set, that's, that's going to make the, the, a world of difference. I like that. So it's kind of connecting strengths with passion. Whatever you're passionate about, that's where you can derive your strength and keep developing and, and building on that. Yeah. Like so if, if, if we're looking at it as strength plus passion equals the special sauce, we're wanting to figure out what that special sauce is so that so that you can make a, a profound difference in, in, in your offering. Well, I like that. Great formula. Great yeah. <laughs> for somebody who's not not a mathematician, anybody who knows me <laughs> knows that I struggle with math, but I think I did. I, I, I did a good one today. That was a good, good formula. I like it. Yeah. All right. Last question. Let's have a little fun here. Here we go. We this, okay, this, hold, on, hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on. Here yeah, we go. Here we go. Oh, boy. This is division this is rivals. Death. Yep, we are division rivals. We've got the uh, we've got the Mets and we've got the Phillies here. But uh, all right. Our, our final question for this season. I'm asking all the guests. For those that uh, have some baseball experience, at least share with us your favorite baseball experience, whatever it is. Yeah, so I'm born and raised in, in in Utah, and I'm a Mets fan, and so I get asked about this quite a bit because, like you, Sean, I wear my baseball cap all over, and I have a lot of Mets caps. And people say, "Well, you live in Utah, why are you a Mets fan?" And there's a story behind that. So, the first Little League baseball team that I was on was named the Mets, and I'll never forget. I got my jersey and this was, you know, mid to late 80s. So I was just a boy and I came home with number 12 on the back of the jersey and Mets across the front of the, the jersey. And uh, my dad says, oh, we got to figure out who wears. I had number 12. So we got to figure out who wears number 12 for the Mets. And this was, you know, pre-internet. So we pulled out our stack of Sports Illustrated's and started thumbing through the Sports Illustrated's to find who wore number 12 for the New York Mets. And that was quite an undertaking, but we found out that a pitcher by the name of Ron Darling um, wore number 12 for the Mets. And so I have been a Mets fan since. And, you know, as a di division rival like you, Sean, who, who supports the Phillies, the Mets usually aren't very good. And so, you know, they're they're a, uh, a case study in uh, misery most most seasons. But for me, going to uh, City Field now and seeing the ball that Mookie Wilson hit through Bill Buckner's legs in the World Series in 1986, that was about as cool as it gets for, for a Mets fan. And so I've been a Mets fan, a miserable Mets fan most seasons all my life, love the Mets, but was able to, you know, see that artifact from the 86 World Series in New York. And that's that's about as good as it gets. Oh, that's awesome. I love that story. Thanks for sharing it because I like hearing about how you uh, connected with the Mets and how there was some real meaning in Ron Darling. Yeah, I think he's still a, he's, he's a commentator for the Mets now, isn't he? he is. Yeah, he's a he's a, a color commentary for the Mets uh, now on on their television uh, program. 
Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Well, Eric, thank you so much for sharing the story and for sharing your insights on the other questions. How can people find you? Yeah, so you can find me by going to ericdahl.io on the internet or just reach out to me on LinkedIn. Would love to connect. And um, as always, Sean, thanks for having me. I really enjoy these conversations. And um, let me know if I can, we can do it again next season. But uh, for now, Good. thank you. Now, this is awesome. Great. Thank you, Eric. I really appreciate you taking time. And thanks to everybody who tunes in to either watch or listen. Either way, we always appreciate your support and encourage you to invite others to come join us. We obviously talk about teams and leadership, but we have a little fun this year, this season. We're going to talk about a little bit of baseball as well. We'll have some fun with it. So thanks everyone for joining us and have a great day. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. We also invite you to follow or subscribe to our podcast wherever you may be listening or watching. Is your business thriving? Go to tbs-score.com to find out. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great day.